Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> It ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? Bonjour. Bonjour. Was that good? Bonjour. Bonjour. No. Bonjour. What the fuck? We're going to get French people writing to us being like, what? Bonjour. French people cancelled Emily in Paris. I don't want them to cancel us. Welcome to thank you next i am french bienvenue what bienvenue bienvenue means welcome bienvenue <laughs> i said i'm french but i'm not that french no you're not that french shit okay welcome to thank you next the podcast about turning your l's into wins and by l's we mean losses Sorry for your loss. We, we are sorry for your loss. I'm Raj. I'm Hardy. The last time we were in lockdown, we managed to spend a lot of time turning all the L's we've taken in our relationships, in our life, up until that first lockdown, into lessons. So we're going to be doing more of that in this lockdown, but this time we're doing it with you. Yeah, baby, we're in it together. That was beautiful. And when we say relationships, we don't only mean the sexy, sexy lovers. I don't know what one of those are anyway, but yeah, we're talking about all of the relationships that play a massive part in our lives. So that's friends, family, work colleagues, bosses, social media, pals. Oh yeah, maybe that friendly person in your DMs right now, like uh, the guy who replied back to my foot content saying that he wishes that I would put content, foot content online. I don't have anyone friendly in my DMs, but if you want to DM us, you can DM us on Thank You Next Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and we even have a YouTube. Bloody hell. Whatever new social media thing is going to come this year will be on that too. But you know what? We actually want to know what you are saying thank you next to. So make sure you email us at hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. While we're here, while we're talking about the emails, we've had a few emails that are really angry. We know what you're saying thank you next to, but it's kind of like a rant and you're not really turning it into a lesson. So please, 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 if you have emailed us and you've told us what you're saying thank you next to, please email us again and tell us what that's taught you and the lesson that you're taking away from that thing that you're saying thank you next to. Because we're trying to like learn the lessons and we're trying to like, you know, spin a positive thing on the turd. When the shit comes out, what we're trying to do is pour glitter on it. Basically, yeah. Shiny turd. So today, on today's episode, we're joined by a special guest, a queen even. And that queen is going to be figuring out the lesson and win from the experiences they're discussing and saying thank you next to it in a positive way. But before we get into talking to our guest, we're going to talk about weird crushes. So I came across this article about why black women love Max Branning from EastEnders on Galdem. And I just remember back in the day, 
Max Branning used to get all the girls on EastEnders and I used to just not understand like why why is everyone after him why is he such an icon why is he such a babe magnet and then when I saw this article it just it was the opposite it was more like why we love Max Branning but it just made me laugh why why Raj do you see it? It explained it all to you, right? In that article. There were like some mad things being said in that article. Mm, what's the weirdest crush you've had? Who is your weird crush? Oh, because uh... I really fancied Bradley from EastEnders, Max's son. And mm. I also really fancy Ron Weasley. And I feel like that is my, maybe I have a fetish for gingers. I quite like Draco. Also, you know what I've noticed? Ginger guys always love Asian girls and I think it's because we're so... Do they? Yeah, I always see them and I'm. And it's, if a guy who's white likes me, he always happens to be like a bit ginger and I'm like, okay. Why has no ginger man moved to me? This is fucked up. Maybe they're scared. Okay, right, right, right. Here we go. The man is so sexy. He screams BDE. Yeah, yeah, it's the big dick energy. Whoa, wait, this is hilarious. Even though his lips are thin and his lashes non-existent. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. No. Yeah, but then what does she go on to say after that? I think the appeal comes from his intensity as a character and the fact he is so irresistible to the countless beautiful women on the show must mean he can throw it down. Yo. <laughs> oh my God. Tanya was a painting. Bubbly in the fridge. Also a painting. Stacy painting ruby painting i've felt this way since year five. Oh wow okay it's a very long standing crush uh i quite like draco actually uh draco as an adult obviously let's be very clear uh he's all right isn't he? but draco i still take ron weasley like i've always liked ron weasley everyone's always been like oh why do you like ron it's like yeah ron is hot no ron's not a vibe um i'm more of a he, he is a vibe what's going on why are you on, giving draco? an opinion on my partner yo He's not your partner, dog. He could be my partner. It could be an undercover love right now. It's okay to have a weird crush. Wait, I'm trying to think. Have I got a more weirder one than that? But it's just a crush that other people don't understand. And to be honest, why should other people understand your crush? Thank you. Next. So I got a, a, a DM on Twitter this week. Tell me about it. What was it? Wait, whoa, 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 you didn't tell me about this. You saw it. You saw it. You saw it. I put it on my story and you were like, you have to talk about this on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Go on. What is it again? I forgot. I don't really think it's like major, but it was just some weird... The whole account is basically like a stick man bowing down to another stick person. And he's like, he messaged me and he was like, yeah, hi, are you looking for a slave? I want to be your slave. I will do anything. And at that time, I was really upset about Sabrina being cancelled on Netflix. So I just put up a story being like, shall I ask this guy to get Sabrina renewed? But he couldn't spell. So I don't know how useful that would be to me. But then there was this other guy in my DMs. You know, you have your general DMs and then the DMs that are from people that you don't follow. Yeah. And they go into another folder. And I had a message from this guy and he was also reacting to my Sabrina stories, telling me how shit Sabrina is. A tip number one, if you want to chat to a girl... And you know she likes something. Yeah. Don't start cussing that thing because she's just going to... If you're not saying it in a witty, funny way, I'm not going to laugh at it and I'm not going to... It's either you make me laugh and I'll be like, all right, let me chat to you. Or uh, I'll just be like, nah. And Raj really loves Sabrina, you know? I cried so much in that last episode and it really made me very, 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 very upset to the point where I had to watch two Disney Plus movies afterwards to recover. Two? Two. And they were Christmas movies and it was way past Christmas. That's how sad I was. Anyway, we'll get on to Sabrina another time. Then this guy, yeah, so he's cussing Sabrina, cussing Sabrina. Then he responds to my slave story saying, if this is what the mandem are doing in your DMs, then no wonder my DM got aired. Why did you air his DM and what did it say? 
No, his his DM just said stuff about Sabrina, just Sabrina being shit and and being like, oh, the the old Sabrina was better, but I wouldn't say that. Well, that's why you got in. But then he said, but I wouldn't say that anywhere. Like, don't tell anyone I said that. But it's just like, if you like something, you shouldn't be ashamed of it. It was just so much stuff. And then on top of that, his account was private. So I was just like, if you want to slide in someone's DMs and your account's private, how can I even know if I want to chat to you? Could you see his profile picture at all? His profile picture was of the back of his back. (laughs) Oh, you know, sometimes when you can't see, I just screenshot and then you go on your pictures and make yeah yeah you can do that but see what i can see and he actually got angry and then you know what he did he unfollowed me and i was like okay cool how do you know he unfollowed you i got an app why i got an app to see who unfollows me oh why do you have that that is awful i had it mainly to see who had petty issues with me because sometimes people would just unfollow me for no reason raj remember when i said you're always looking for war yeah Yeah. Raj is always looking for war. I'm not looking for war. I'm not starting wars with anyone. I didn't I didn't respond to the the angry Sabrina messages. If I really wanted war, I would have been like, bang, here's some ammo, bitch. Pow pow pow. But I didn't do it. That's true, that's true. You gotta delete that and follow out, mate. That can't be good for your mental health. No, it's fine, because then you just see in it, oh okay, this person's unfollowing me. Alright, safe. Wow. So this guy you definitely went about trying to chat to you the wrong way. So what did you say to slave person? Did you say yes? Are you looking for a slave? No, I didn't say anything to slave person. Slave person's DM is just there in the DM sitting there quietly. I wonder what services they offer. There's a very, very serious thing that we need to talk about that is really, 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 really serious. The fact that you said it's really serious 18 times, I know it's not serious. Go on. We have a prize for our best review at the moment on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, like the best review, right? Which has changed two times previously. The, yeah, the prize has changed twice. First, it was a dance from Hardy because she's a video girl and she was going to do a little dance and then she changed her mind. She was like, she's going to cut her hair. Now, we've talked about... What are you going to offer? I'm not... It's my, it's not my turn yet. We'll do mine later down the line. But it's maybe my pubes. But it's not my time right now. But anyway, so at the moment, because I have been watching Sabrina and stuff and like, you know, you're exposed to a lot of these dark arts and dark magic and whatever. And I... I think voodoo is a thing that exists. So I'm not comfortable at this stage of with Hardy cutting her hair off and sending it to someone that we just don't know, even though you're a listener and we love you, but I'm just not comfortable with it. So we're going to have to change the prize. Any suggestions on what you would like the prize to be? Welcome. Hi, thank you, next pod at gmail.com. Yeah, or you could put it alongside your review and be like, here's my review and this is the prize that I think... I should get. Yeah, let us know what you want as a prize. <laughs> Thank you. On today's episode, we're going to be joined by Sister Sister, one of the drag queens from the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, which starts tonight. It's Thursday, by the way, if anybody needed to know what day it is, on BBC Free. She's going to be sharing the L's that she is turning into wins with us. And we got a little preview. And it looks, it looks very exciting. Oh my God. We got a little preview of the show and the show is so sick. The queens this year are next level. So yeah, we can't wait to find out what Sister Sister is saying thank you next to. Thank you next. So me and Raj told you earlier that we are joined by a very special guest today. So we're about to talk to them. I'm very excited. Raj, how are you feeling? I'm super excited. My heart has accelerated. My heartbeat, it's accelerated slightly. It's sister, sister. 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 
Uh, blah 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 blah. Copyrighted lyrics. <laughs> uh, Raj wanted to know if that was if that is that. Yeah. No, strangely not. I'm I'm one of these drag queens. Um, I think we're called Virgos. We can't make our mind up about anything. So the amount of drag names that I've had over the years, it's a bit embarrassing to be honest. Oh, you have to tell us. Yeah, the worst one. What is it? Come on. Uh, the worst one was Killer Whale. Oh shit! <laughs> right. Like, please welcome to the stage, Killer Whale, and then I walk on. Like, <laughs> it did. but did your drag change with the names? Like, did you change your drag according to the name, or no? It's always oh. been a staple. I mean, you kind of like evolve as an artist, but ultimately, it's it's pretty much been the same. When I very first started doing drag, actually, I didn't know that I was as into stand-up comedy as I actually am. So, like, my first performance was. It was dead serious and it was dead moody and sexy. And I walked onto stage and I was like, oh. And then within a few minutes, I was pulling faces at the crowd and just sort of getting them screaming, laughing. And I was like, this feels good. This feels far better than trying to impose on them. You need to take me seriously as a visual artist. I quickly scrapped that and was like, nope. And then a couple of weeks later, I was doing stand-up comedy and I was like, this, this is the one. This feels so much better. That's amazing. No, people want to laugh, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a serious drag queen. Is that a thing as well? Just being like... Well, yeah, here's the thing. Like, drag, <laughs> I don't think has to be taken seriously. In fact, I would encourage people to not take it seriously. I mean, you're you're sat there now looking at me. I look like a bloody clown. And it's kind of the point. You can take your job and you can take your craft seriously. It's like the same way you can take comedy seriously. But to take yourself seriously when you're doing drag, it kind of like, I think people see right through it and go like, oh, okay. She's like, oh, this is, this is a bit cringe. Like, we get it. So no, the whole the whole point is that it's supposed to be laughed at. But you know, just going back to the sister sister reference, very 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 lightly, is there a Roger in your life? Now, not to sound like a white girl, is Roger the boyfriend or is Roger the annoying one? That's Roger's the the annoying one where they're like, go home, Roger. Oh my god, yeah, like everyone I know, fucking hell, like oh my. <laughs> I bet people have been like proper like on you since they know that you're in Drag Race. Oh yeah, the DMs that you get from like an ex that you forgot about conveniently, but it's from like six years ago, and they're like, "Oh wow, hey, oh. I just want to say," and I'm like, "Say nothing." Say oh, you said it. <laughs> you you don't say that. You actually just go, "Oh my god, thanks," because this high horse feels great right now. <laughs> Me and Raj are waiting for that moment, aren't we? Where we, where uh, the ex comes and we're just like. Hey, we're just, we're shining. We're shining too much for you right now. <laughs> yeah, can't see you blinded by my own success right now. Should we get into what you want to say thank you next to from this week? Oh my God, shall we? Thank you next, Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, damn. Let's talk about that orange elephant in the room. He's gone. I think what it is, is it's pointing towards hope, right? It's the one thing that we've got in common as a human race. We don't have to get too deep. But when somebody like that is a representative and a mascot for one of the biggest countries in the world, that's scary, right? He's gone. He got booted out and he's made an absolute show of himself. It, now everyone's kind of turned. Everyone's turned towards it and gone. Even the people that were on his side have kind of turned towards it and gone, yeah, he's a fool. Like, it's a bit too little, too late, but he's gone. And I think what we've entered into now is just, it, it's a period of hope. Let's just lean into something that's a bit more stable for everyone, right? 
it is irritating that it's taken this long but i did see loads of memes that made me laugh about uh you know the rapper wiley and him being banned off all the apps and how great it will be and how they're gonna try and crawl their way back <laughs> in any way they can but hopefully they just go away I think it's really ridiculous that like Twitter took four years to get this man off of Twitter when they got Wiley off of Twitter for things that Donald Trump has probably done times 20. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, mm. so much. I did celebrate him coming off of Twitter, but at the same time, it's like Twitter, you took four years, like whatever. When that announcement came on, I got the notification on my phone saying Twitter. I think it was from The Guardian actually saying um, Twitter has suspended Donald Trump's account. And I was like, hmm, OK. It's only ta it's literally taken you four years. You've let him get away with this for four years, but like, okay, pop off, sis. Good for you. Now you're stepping up and being like, well, now we're going to get rid of him. Okay. All right. But you've been sleeping on it. But I did get excited that he was gone, but it was also, it was just like an afterthought, like, oh my God, why did it take so long? Like, Well, I've like had, I've had friends that got their account suspended because like their scrotum was in their profile pig. <laughs> just, just half, like half a scrotum. And you're like... You're going to ban someone for that. Just a cheeky little scrotum there in the profile pic. <laughs> Speaking of scrotums, actually, we have a big question for you. <laughs> we have a few questions for you. We're talking about tape, me and Raj, because obviously you know about Dragon. We don't. I do. Well, a bit. Yeah, I know bits and bobs. How does the tape work in the, the regions? Okay, here's the thing. We, li we live in a very diverse age now where drag can look so many ways. What I really like is that some of the queens, in fact, a lot of the queens now, they don't technically tape, but they'll even go as far as they won't even tuck. So it's like moving from female illusion to like, here's a bulge and you're going to have to deal with that. Because from the neck up, I just look like a massive glamorous woman, right? Um, not me personally, Christ. No, you actually do. Uh, I quite like feminine looking dudes, right? Just generally speaking. I was like, this guy, mm, he's so pretty. Thank you. Um, Actually, about the tape thing, because I was thinking about some of the contestants and the different things that they wear. Obviously, some stuff is like tight and revealing and some stuff isn't. So then I was like, well, then they wouldn't need to tape. So then hopefully they wouldn't. I'm really lazy with getting ready. So I only do stuff on convenience. Same. I um I tend to wear stuff that just kind of accidentally, and it's probably where my own laziness comes in. I will wear stuff that doesn't technically need anything beyond a, a smush. Okay, just some tight underwear and like you just kind of push it down. It's like mastering the art of the very lazy tuck. Sorry, this is just very, very random, but you know the tape, does it like pull your pubes out as well? Or do you have to have everything removed before you use tape? Yeah, I'm trying to think. So there was a time I remember tucking on the show for something and it was because I just wanted like total smooth snatch, right? There's things that you, so you can buy like a dance belt. It's like really strong, gussety material that you can kind of put on and then that just creates like a, a, a mound, like a Barbie mound, right? When you put hip pads on and then like five, six, seven layers of tights, Ooh. by the time everything gets like, bigger that area looks smaller by default and it's kind of why it, it helps with corseting as well so once you've got the hip pads on and your ass looks fat your waist naturally goes smaller so when you put a corset on as well you just like super tiny and then once you've got big boobs then everything just kind of like it's playing with proportions but you have to experiment otherwise you get it wrong i still get it wrong now and that's okay I was wondering about the hips thing because I, I was noticing a lot of shapely hips and I was like, wow, I was like, this is, this is impressive. Where, how did this happen? Yeah, it's literally like couch filler, like foam. 
Holy crap. In fact, here's a secret that I tend not to tell anyone anymore. When I first started wearing hip pads, there's a video of me actually on stage and I'm doing stand-up comedy and I've got this very tight dress on. And I didn't have anything for hip pads, so I had two clown, neon-coloured clown wigs, like curly wigs, plastic cheap as hell. I put one in each hip and just put a few layers of tights. I'm literally wearing wigs on my arse. I looked great. Oh, wow. Like, Kimmy K has nothing on me that night. I need to see this. It sounds impressive. I'll send pics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Definitely need to see it. So everyone started filming this before the pandemic kind of kicked in. So everything we see in the first episode is pre-pandemic and all of that. And then filming got shut down for a bit. And we've heard that there's an episode that catches up with everyone and what they did over lockdown. Yeah, that's right. What was your lockdown like? It kind of wasn't fun because there wasn't just the pandemic going on. The Black Lives Matter movement really took off. And I think if you were paying attention you were following it and you were feeling it. I really felt things. It wasn't fun. And what you kind of do when you're a drag performer is you have a lot of energy and it tends to just be pointed into the direction of your work. For me, it's stand-up comedy and it's looking good on a stage and it's vibing with the crowd, right? When that's taken away from you, you're a little bit like, oh, like you get into a funk and it's really, really easy to. So uh, with my comedy partners, we did like a live stream and we donated money that the live stream sort of generated. A lot of everything went digital. So we were going from our actual stages, our real life stages to the platform of the internet. And it's great if you've got the equipment and everything. Yeah, you can you, you can totally get on with it and do it. I don't know. And then you just get into doing things like I did a lot of cooking stories. Turns out I'm an awful cook. We knew that already. What did you cook? Um, quiche. Oh, I don't. I can't stand quiche, man. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah. Me neither. No. <laughs> especially, especially after one of mine. Yeah, you'll never eat it again. What, what did you do? Oh, mate, it was just, so I used gluten-free flour. All right. It's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the one. Um, and I think you're supposed to cook the broccoli before you put it in. I didn't do that. Oh, yeah, 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 probably. It needs to be a lot softer bit, doesn't it? Yeah, probably. Didn't do that. Oh, my alcohol cabinet was filled. Like, cocktails as a hobby. I really got into that. Love that. What's your go-to cocktail then? I love a Negroni. Oh. Have you had a Negroni? I feel like it's a bit bitter. I go for really sweet things. Oh, me too. And Yeah, or an espresso martini. Like, that's it. That's just what I want. And then, you know, mess around with it. Like, make it a salted caramel one or make it, you know. Holy shit. A bit sexy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Love that. Well, Negroni, I don't think Negroni has a soft drink in it. It's it's Campari, gin and Martini Rosso. It's the Campari. It's bitter, isn't it? It's quite bitter. The Rosso kind of sweetens it up. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll try one. This all sounds very mature. I'm more of a WKD. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't get me wrong. I love a WKD. Blue blue Wiccans are the one. Yeah, Yeah. they are literally the one. (laughs) Hardy, I love that. So I used to live with this housemate who, um, he was a bit of a stoner. And when I say bit, I mean, he was a full-time stoner. So I, I'd be like getting ready for work in the morning. I'd go into the kitchen. He, he was drinking a blue WKD oh, for wow. breakfast. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and he was he was eating cereal with um, chopped up cheese on it. Ugh, I feel sick. And then talking to him, he was like, yeah, this, this is just, this is what we do. Yeah, man, this is what we do. What kind of cereal? Bran Flakes. Thanks, but next. Um, the only other question is, what the hell is Juicy Sexy? Because you're always tweeting about it. Again, it's one of those things. It's like a runaway train. Okay, so when you're feeling Juicy Sexy, you're just feeling a bit like, 
oh. a bit wet <laughs> a bit like oh. okay say you've had a day in bed because it's your day off right and then you've, you've just been lying there and you've not done anything and then you're like I'm gonna put a song on and you know that feeling of when you put like your song on that's juicy sexy it's that for a split second you just feel like oh <laughs> okay I think I got it do you have a speaker in the shower? Not in the shower, in the bathroom when you shower. I take my phone in there and just like, I position it in a way where the sound waves bounce off a wall. So they like oh, shit. bounce back at me. That's how we know we're dealing with an audio producer over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's done this before. I got a speak like a proper MP3 <laughs> subwoofer for the shower. Oh shit. My favorite thing to do now. Oh, I love music in the shower. My time in the shower is to have all those fake arguments, you know, and all that. Well, this is why I took a speaker in, because I was like, I'm getting angry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm having fights with people I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There's this one person every time I have a shower, my mind, I don't, I'm like, just say it to her. Just say it. And I'm like, no, leave it. It was. Oh, who is she? <laughs> Not juicy, sexy. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. And it says here that you love a moustache. Oh, I, yeah, I, I just really fancy men with a big, hairy moustache. Really? Like a curly one, a gelled one, like, or... Less, less gelled, I think, not as style, just kind of like trimmed to look like it's good and bushy. I don't know what it is. I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know if you can say this. I just drop my knickers for, um, for moustache. I bend over for mustaches. Like, I don't even know when it started. Mm. And do you know what it is? It's probably me lusting for the thing that I can't have because I have to shave too often. If there was another drag queen in this from my season, she'd probably go, ah, oh, but you do have a mustache anyway. Like all the other queens, yeah. They're very, they, what, what would you say? They're very straight talking and they, they say things that hurt, you know, like personal things as a joke, but it's like, it is personal and it would hurt. What is that like? I'm probably, I'm probably the worst for it as well. One of the things that was very daunting to me, it was probably the thing that I was most scared about, was like the other queens being absolute <laughs> bitches. And then I just realised that the call was coming from inside the house. I am the biggest bitch in the room at all times. And I, I take comfort in that, you know. I would be scared. When I was, you know, watching everyone come in and everyone's comments, I was just like, oh my God, I wouldn't be able to handle that. I'd be so scared. I've watched previous seasons with my mum and my mum absolutely loves drag. But the one thing that she doesn't get is shade. And she'll literally just be like, but why do they have to be horrible to each other? And I'm like, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I love it. I actually feel like if I was a boy, I always think like, would I be gay? Would I be a drag queen? Like what type of man would I be? And I think it would be, yeah, on that side of things. I don't think I'd just be like your average, like, hi, yeah, I'm a rude boy. What are you saying? Like, you wouldn't, my favourite thing, you wouldn't be a banker. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Don't be one, marry one. Be the drag there queen. Go. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. They might be boring. We need to find an interesting banker. <laughs> Bankers need to stand up. Like we, we've, we've given them a chance so many times. Someone has got us, you know, prove themselves. Oh, massively. Would you burn a bridge if they weren't, if they weren't getting back to you as much as you want them to? Yeah, Raj, would you burn a bridge or would you just let it keep going and going and going? <laughs> would you let that flame just keep on burning? I've let it burn, guys. I'm letting it burn like Usher. I'm just letting it burn and I'm just keeping it. It's just there. If he wants to one day wake up and be like, I'm in love with Raj. I'll be like, fuck yeah, bring it. But I don't know. I always dream about that. You know, just people just... One day they wake up and they're just like, I see it now. That thing I never saw before. She's the one. <laughs> 
bastard. Anyway, they don't, whatever. <laughs> they don't ever see it. Screw them. Screw them until they start screwing you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Basically. Thank you, next. Okay, so lesson one with Sister Sister. Here we go. One taught me. One taught me how to understand boundaries, right? And here's the thing. So when we were talking about it earlier, you were like, do people keep touching you? <laughs> that was the immediate thing because I just thought, what would they want to do? They'd probably just want to reach you and touch you and probably touch your bum and stuff. Yeah, I know. I can tell you're dying too. I can see it in your eyes. I want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so boundaries, it can cover loads of things. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to worry about people touching me inappropriately in bars anymore because no one's going to them. I'll give you a brief, brief synopsis. Let, let me tell you a story. There's this person. Let's call her Ella. I had a small business venture with Ella. She used her business to advertise something that I was doing. Ella said, I have this platform. You can do this thing and uh, I'll take a percentage and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yes, let's, let, let's work. Let's do this. And it worked for a couple of months. I'm not going to lie. There was some chasing up for checks, mm. which immediately is like, okay, just because I'm your mate doesn't mean that the boundary there of like, this is a workplace. You should just automatically, let's be professional about this, right? Kind of wasn't, but whatever. You let these things slide. Then cut to, obviously you get on Jack Race and things change, uh, kind of like everything gears up and you have to sort of like maybe put all your business ventures into one, one lump sum area, which is just, which was easier for me. So I sent Ella a message saying, Hey, can I pull that thing from your platform? So I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to accumulate it somewhere else. And they got so offended, so offended, really arsy, really quick. And I was like, Oh, okay. Except I've reached out to you as a businesswoman. <laughs> because this is purely professional. We can have a chat later on about why this hurt your feelings, but ultimately I'm at work. And the annoying thing was this all happened when I was literally like two weeks back from filming Drag Race. I was in bed, I was in my pajamas. I've probably been there for two weeks. I was just exhausted. And I think to go from such a huge thing where you've been professional the entire time to somebody clocking you about, um, well, this is another thing. Ella called me sassy and asked why I was being a diva. Maybe that just hit home too much because I was like, because that's who I am, baby girl. But I was like, yeah, do you know me? Like, hi. Yeah, have we met? <laughs> Squeeze me, Ella. It just kind of, it, it was glaringly obvious to me. And I think this is now, like these little lessons, they kind of happen for you to bank the memory, bank how it made you feel and go, right, never again. How could I have done this differently? And how could they have done this differently? I think this is just something that I've done my entire life. And what it results in is you having strong boundaries about things. It's about knowing how to be treated and how to treat others yeah. and times and places. When you work with friends, like they would say something like, oh, you are sassy and they'd feel okay saying that. But like, if it's a boss boss somewhere else, you know, like you working on Drag Race, someone just come up to you and be like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're being sassy. Like they wouldn't say that. It would it would be like more professional, wouldn't it? You'd hope so. Well, you'd hope so, yeah, but we live in a world where pricks walk amongst us, so what can we do? It hit a nerve at a time when I had a thousand things that were getting juggled. This is the thing about Drag Race as well. It's never just you turn up with a look and go, oh, I'm juicy, sexy. You turn up with so much baggage. There's so much to do. There's so much to get ready. There's so much to prepare. Even afterwards, there's like, there's a chronological timeline of things to get ready for it. It's fun. You can lean into it and have a great time. You learn to build up a team that work for you. And the ones that don't make the cut are the ones who are going to call you sassy just because you've literally requested something. Mm. Mm. So what boundaries have you created since that situation and as a result of that situation? We don't talk. What did you do? Did you block each other? Did you have a conversation first? Never block. Never block to burn a bridge. Never, never. I, I never. Um, okay. You don't know what six months, a year, six years down the line is going to look like. You can mute people. Yeah, mm. I think that is a very useful tool. In the past, when I've blocked somebody, I've always regretted it. Really, I'm a I'm a keen blocker. Blocking is my favorite thing to do. She's a serial blocker. Like she's always like, block him. Block if he's not responding to you, block <laughs> him. And I'm like, but I want him to message me and wake up one day saying he loves me. <laughs> but you can't. You just got to not give him the chance. You got. Nah, he's got no chance of doing it now. He's blocked. When you block someone, what's the immediacy? Or what, what do you get out of it? How does it make you feel afterwards? Like, I know when I look at my phone, there's no doom of knowing that a weirdo or someone from the past is going to like come back and haunt me because I've already stopped that from happening. So it's a power thing. It, it, it's, a pa- it's, it's, having, it, it's having the control to, um, to let in and out of your life. That's still a boundary. Yeah. That's still a, it's a, it's a strong one. When it comes to setting boundaries, what, what advice can you give to people? Like what kind of boundaries do they need in their lives? So we have groups of people, right? So you've got, you've got family, you've got friends, colleagues, and then public, like the people who get on the bus next to you. It's kind of, again, it's, it's ingrained in us that we know how, how to treat family members and I say I've got quite a loose interpretation of the word family as well because I've got friends that are basically blood relatives do you know what I mean the ones the ride or dies they're there you can call them when you're crying and you've got snot hanging out your face so my mum god bless her she tried to follow my my secret account on Instagram which now it's Instagram it's family friendly anyway but there's a couple of topless pics on there but it's mostly like me just trolling myself right okay so she messages me going excuse me who is and then says the the insta handle and I'm like why and she's like because they post such shit and it's always got you in it and I'm like it's me (laughs) you requested to follow me but here's the plot twist I removed her because I, out of respect, boundaries, out of respect for my mum, I, I, I removed her as a follower. She, she doesn't care about that. She cares about the drag stuff. And then she'll call me and go, hey, how are you? So I removed her as a follower and I was like, I've actually, I removed you, but you requested to follow me again. She was like, um, straight away, she was like, remove me again then. Because I can tell that you obviously don't want me seeing these, you know, your, your nipples and you in underpants on Instagram. 
And I said, well, to be honest, you and, you and my followers have that in common. No, <laughs> no one wants to see that. I need to see this account. Yeah, I want to see this account. Oh, baby girl, stay on the line. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll trade. What does this account say? <laughs> free the nipple. Free, the, free, free my nipples. <laughs> I was saying to Raj, actually, that when my phone rings, like these days, this is like a boundary that I've got, I'll just look at it and decide whether I'm ready to take that phone call, depending if it's like colleagues or friends or work, family, anything. I just look at it and I'm like, am I in the right space to take this now? And before I would have just answered it, whereas now I'm just like, am I 100%? How do I feel? Am I hungry? I've realized lately as well, when I'm hungry, I get really bad. Yeah, and that's a really important one because I think it also, uh, boundaries kind of, it kind of leaks into self-care and self-love as well. And it's ultimately about taking care of yourself. That's what self-care is. And that's exactly what a boundary does as well. Self-care isn't necessarily just a face mask and a bubble bath. Like it's more than that. And boundaries are definitely part of it. I found this little meme the other day and it was saying something like, if you haven't learned how to set boundaries, it's basically one of the reasons why you tolerate toxic behavior from other people. Nothing is truer than that because I genuinely did not have any boundaries. Well, I feel like I've I've had them after really bad stuff has happened. Then you're like, oh shit, I need to set this boundary and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, after my last relationship, which really fucked me up, like that was when I set a lot of boundaries within my circle that I needed to set years ago. Because just like you accept certain types of behavior in friendship because you've, you're friends and you're supposed to accept your friends fully. But no, you can still have a great friendship with that person, but just set some boundaries to make yourself feel less shit about everything and make yourself feel like you're giving everything. And I'm a giver. Um, when you do that, like you just end up giving, 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 giving. And then you're like, oh, but I got no support in this situation. 100%. And I, I can lean into that as well. So I totally relate. I tend to be someone who will... Um, care about the other person's feelings and thoughts a little bit more than my own, put them on a pedestal before myself. Yeah. And people like us need, that's where we have to set these, you know, these boundaries in place. I get real on the show about family stuff. You know, I, I have an interesting relationship with um, some of my family. And unfortunately, I had to learn how to put these things in place because it would just result in you getting shat on. So there's certain members of my family that unfortunately they've been able to live their life without anybody, without boundaries themselves. So just like, so, you know, when people are just projectile and they have no filter. So when they get upset, it doesn't matter who they're in front of, they're on the attack. That's very unfair. And it's not becoming, and it's kind of, it's super childish. And also I do believe it's a symptom of poor unchecked mental health as well. There's a fine line between someone just being a bastard and someone who genuinely needs to go to unload onto a therapist or something. There's a member of my family who's a little bit like that. And it has been a struggle, even up until adulthood, it has been a struggle. But when I um, turned into my thirties, I had a big altercation with a family member. I just moved up from Liverpool back from London. So it's halfway between two lives. I moved into my mum's house. And this thing happened and I wasn't necessarily supported in the way that I was. So my mum was a little bit like, I don't know how to deal with this. So I ended up moving out and then I found a job by myself and I did my own drag stuff. And I kind of like moved away from this family member more and more. I built such an identity that I even got on RuPaul's Drag Race and just really made a name for myself in this, in this two year, two year window. I owe it to being pushed away from that family member a lot because you do. As, as forgiving as we are, as we like to think that we are, I, I think you do sort of go through life holding residual stuff. I'm not one of these people um, who can just take a deep breath after, you know, having a spat with someone and go, I'm over that. I've never been that bitch and I've never pretended to. 
words have meaning and they have that they have an effect. And if someone's screaming really hateful words at you, it's difficult. It's you're also not obligated to just go. Okay, I'm over it because you're you're a fucking human being, you know. Um, eventually, once time is a healer. Eventually, once some time has passed, you owe it to yourself to move on from this stuff. But during that time, what you've accidentally done, if you've worked it properly in your head, what you've accidentally done yeah. is built boundaries. And it's to separate you from that behavior um, to make sure that ultimately it won't happen again. And that's the, that's the thing. You owe it to yourself to have these things in place so that you can go on building and maintaining healthy, positive, loving relationships. Because we don't deserve anything less than being told you're amazing. You get it today, baby girl. We did one of the trailers with Quinn Wilson, who's Lizzo's creative director. Amazing. Such a camp cow. Like, amazing oh, woman. Oh, love it. Love it. She's gorgeous. She's got this gorgeous little American accent. And um, in between takes, I got talking to her. Um, we got talking about money, actually. And she was basically saying, yeah, she slogged it for years. This was her profession. And she absolutely sold herself every single day to this one thing. One day, big time, she made it. Just the way that she was talking about Lizzo. And to hear someone, you know, someone who you hear on your radio and you see on your TV and you put Spotify on, they become like this massive emblem. And then to hear someone who knows them talk about them as a person with such love and go, she's she's X, Y, and Z, and this is why she's done it. And she's absolutely fantastic. You're just thinking, God, anyone that's ever talked trash about me, even slightly, I just want to block them. Find you, a, find you a Quinn Wilson. Get someone who looks at you the way Quinn looks at Lizzo every single day. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love just goals. that. Just friendship goals, yeah. So to wrap up, what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to people who take the piss with boundaries. Yeah, those people who overstep the mark and think they can be cheeky because ultimately they don't know how to do things for themselves properly. They don't know. These people don't know. You've asked for a wrap up and I'm giving you a monologue. <laughs> they don't know the importance of sending an email that starts with, hi, how are you? I just wanted to say though as well, what you said there about... Um kind of like flipping the narrative of when something really painful happens, yes, it's shit and it's horrible at the time, but that always pushes you in a different direction. Like one of the biggest lessons I learned last year was to stop being reactive. And the person who I can say made me, made me react, I reacted, it was my fault. Even though the feelings were so strong and so mad at the time, I'm so glad that that happened because it pushed my life in a completely different direction. And without them and us having that situation, I wouldn't be doing stuff like this. So I'm just like, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I think there aren't really right or wrong ways to to respond to something when you've been triggered or when you've been gaslighted or whatever. But ultimately, you owe it to yourself to kind of just go, I, I'm only going to respond to that so much that's not going to affect me negatively. But that it comes with growing older. You get wise as you get older and you figure these things out. If you're doing it properly, you figure it out. Thank you. One taught me. How to understand apologies without changed behavior. All the themes that we've got today, they're all, they're all kind of linked. The root of it is how we, how we deal with people. <laughs> how, how to deal with people day to day. One of the things, and this is like, I just think this is cheap ass behavior. So when you call someone out for doing something that has maybe upset you or upset someone else, and it's a very flippant, oh, sorry, 
and you didn't hear it properly. And you're just thinking, no, you've said that, you've said that, but ultimately you're not going to change your behavior, right? I think it takes a really big person. I once said to one of my exes once, the most romantic thing that you've ever said to me, <laughs> sorry. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> he was just one of these... He was just one of these people that would know you staunchly, I'm right all the time. I don't know how people do that. I meet people and I recently had an altercation with someone and they were like, I know I'm right. I don't know I'm right about anything. You know, sometimes I even doubt one and one is two, you know, how can anyone <laughs> ever be so right? Honestly, it takes a lot of confidence. And I think there's a thin line between confidence and arrogance as well. For someone to just go, no, you are ultimately just wrong because I am right all the time. Mm. And I think when you, when you partner it with behavior, say somebody say somebody is acting in a certain way but it's it's a pattern and you notice it to be a pattern yeah the apologies that come in so quickly are always also a pattern they are just a pattern it's 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 kind of like it's the period on the end of the sentence that just goes bullshit 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 sorry no change behavior in in one ear out the other that kind of thing i literally want to say thank you next to that and like it does. It takes a big person. It really does because it takes, this is, this is how change behavior happens. It's when you look inward and you tap into that little bit of empathy and you go, okay, shit, hands up. I did something. I did something and I'm feeling guilty about it. But now I'm going to, not for the sake of saving face because it makes me look bad. I'm not apologizing because I got caught out. I'm apologizing because I'm genuinely sorry. Like more of that. And to avoid this in the future, I'm not going to do this again because I've already got a mental plan in place to change this up that kind of thing way more lenient to that kind of behavior yeah. how long did it take you with that ex to realize that the behavior wasn't going to change oh we had one of those on and off relationships for about five years or something five or six years and you know what he's he's a really good friend now and it gives me great comfort to know that he's exactly the same yeah i think it takes so much to want to change it takes you getting so pissed off with the results that you're getting and the same shit happening again and again and again and you have to like stop take time and think how can i change this that person has to take responsibility for themselves but they must have to reach like i don't know a certain level of getting so frustrated or like rock bottom but until that moment comes then no change is is going to happen i think definitely i think as well there's there's something to say about like time scales because a lot of these things it say the altercations just happened and you've and you're waiting for that apology you're probably not going to get it straight away cuz this isn't our brains aren't that quick i know we like to think that we we're all that we're actually not that smart yeah yeah <laughs> and i know for me if if i ever get called out i might i might pop off a little bit and go well hold on a minute no cuz i did this for this reason <laughs> yeah by the way i'm saying all this now i am not perfect i never claim to be i get it wrong all the damn time but i'm willing to learn but the time frame thing, yeah, I think sometimes you do have to go away and sleep. But they say don't sleep on an argument. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I think you need to. I think it needs time. Oh, I can't stand that. I can't stand like sleeping on an argument. And especially if I'm in a relationship, I feel like, please, can we just talk about this now and then move on? Like, I know what you mean. But if you just say sorry, 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 so we can go to bed nicely, the issues aren't being really dealt with, are they? Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. And I think it's even worse when these sort of situations come up in a relationship because you're clouded by your feelings for that person. Mm. So something you would see if it was someone else at work or something and you'd just be like, oh my God, you have been doing this to me like for this whole year. You don't do it when you're in a relationship because you're just like, 
It's okay. He's going to、yeah. learn. It's his first relationship. I、It's、love him. It's his first serious relationship. <laughs> I love him. I know. Love is so blind. Oh my God. I think about some of the reprobates that I've dated. My God. Love makes me so dumb. <laughs> and it really, you know, someone's actions really matter. Like, and it's like, yeah, you can say the apology, but what are you going to do after that? Like, and what are your actions going to be like after that? And that's just it. Like, you have to pay attention to the actions and not the words. And sorry is just a word. So it's like, An apology that has no action, no. It's pointless, exactly. And like you said, sorry is just a word. It's so easy to reel off. It's so easy to just say it. So easy. And, and, and have absolutely nothing behind it. And I think people use it as a scapegoat as well. People just use it to go, I don't want to make the situation any bigger. Sorry. Bullshit. That makes it 10 times bigger. I can tell that you don't mean that. <laughs> Yeah. You know when it's fake, innit? You know when it's a fake apology. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. So, just to recap, what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to bullshit apologists. Let me see some changed behavior because you know what? I love myself too much for you to think that I can put up with that shite. <laughs> next. So, we're getting on to our final lesson. So, one taught me suggestions that are actually insults. I'm halfway through、um, Ryan Carey's autobiography, by the way. You girls on it. Oh, I really want to read it. I really want to get it. I haven't even ordered it yet. Yeah. No, I need to get that. Is it just come out or something? Came out Christmas time, innit? Yeah, I, think, I ordered mine in November because I took it as the book that I was going to read in the hotel with me while I was filming. Oh. But going back to the suggestions, so what suggestions, what suggestions do you mean? I think there's a blurred line sometimes when you are a drag performer. So ultimately, my job is to make people feel like camp and amazing, like they've had a good time. And this happens often after a drink, right? So if you're in the club and you just perform and you basically just, you know, you've just touched the heart of someone by making them have a giggle, that person can then instantly think, they're my best friend. I can tell them anything. Now, the amount of times, and it mostly happened when I just started doing drag, by the way, not so much anymore, but I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this. People will just very confidently. Walk up to you and go, that was a great performance. However, A, B, C, D. Reel off these things. How you, the seasoned drag performer, how you could improve your set. Now, this is literally, this is Helen from The Office. This is, <laughs> this is Gary from HR, who's never stepped foot on stage himself.、I've、got a really fun story. And it, it does kind of, it, it, every whenever I'm feeling sad, I think about this and it does cheer me up. My comedy partner, we were performing in a bar in Camden. We both finished our set. It was dead good, obviously. And then、uh, we, we stepped off stage and this woman came up to my comedy partner and just said, said the usual, like, oh, you're gorgeous. That was amazing. That was so funny. However, I would change this next time. And my comedy partner, who's called Joyless, was a little bit like, okay, thanks. Whatever. That wasn't enough. This woman then proceeded to say to my comedy partner, who is stick thin, by the way, this woman goes, and just a suggestion, I would lay off the alcohol because it's giving you quite a tummy. Some people are just wild, man. Like, why would you do that? What is that? Who asked you? That's mean, man. That's just someone who's mean. I don't know what you would gain from that. But it's so common. And it's so common, isn't it? And we've kind of talked about this a bit, Hardy, like with uncles and aunties. Oh, yeah. Oh. Being like, oh, you've put on a bit of weight, haven't you? <laughs> Thanks. If you're, even if you're thin, if you're thin, they'll just be like, do you not eat? Like, you need to eat more. 
you can't win. Like it's a no win-win situation. You can't win no matter what you do. You start eating, you look a bit chubbier. And it's like, oh, you, you're, you're looking very healthy, healthy. <laughs> They're trying to say healthy, but yeah. Um, but you know, and like I used to have this with um, my ex's dad. Every time I would have a spot. So I've got, I have adult acne. Oh, shut up, man. And I would always have a spot. And this guy would just be like, you got a spot. <laughs> Fuck's sake. And I'd be like, but I did look in the mirror this morning and apply concealer to it and then put loads of studio fix on it. So I fucking know I've got a spot. Yeah. But maybe you didn't know what I was talking to you about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, you got a spot. Hey, how are you? How's your spot? Yeah, you're acting like I haven't done a whole cover up here. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's so irritating. They do not appreciate the effort. They do not appreciate the and effort. And you know, I didn't say, hey, oh. you've got a fucking pot belly. Like, you need to not wear this shirt. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Nah, it's just not on. But people do yeah. it. Nah, it's rude. I remember one time I'd put on some weight. I was actually really sad. So anyway, I was struggling for an outfit for a wedding or something. And I don't have any Asian outfits, but my auntie does. And I went to her house, tried on loads. And um, the only one that I liked slash would fit me happened to be the one that she wore when she was pregnant. And then they were all like laughing, like, oh, that's the one that only fit her when she was pregnant. Aww. And yeah, it did make me a bit sad at the time. Oh, mate. And you know what? The, <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of ways to respond to these situations. It's like you could do that thing. You you could mirror it when you go back in and go, <laughs> well, yeah, your pot belly, you know, horizontal yeah, yeah, strokes, yeah. baby girl. They don't look that good on you. You know, you could pop off, you could pop off and go back in for it. But then ultimately... What would that do? What would that do to an idiot that will that thinks it's yeah. socially acceptable to walk up and go, hey, how's you? That's a big spot. <laughs> Lots of people have different, you know, when you talk about different body types, one, one person might take something as an insult. One person might take it as a compliment. And I remember a long time ago, I was with my friend who's like very slim. And I said, oh, you're, you're very skinny. This was uh, a long time ago. I would never say it again. And she told my other friend that she was really hurt by that comment. And I obviously should not have commented on her size, her body, anything. At the time, I think I was just, I was more just in awe of how slim she was. But I didn't know that from her perspective, she was trying to put on weight. And that was actually, she didn't want to hear comments like that. It's just such a like sensitive area, you know, people's body and their body image. It's just mad when you're talking and giving an opinion. How do you deliver a compliment to someone based on how they look that doesn't tap into the part where you could ultimately just be offending them? I remember when I used to work in retail, there was an Italian girl at my shop. I remember she was so, do you know when someone's just so lovely? She was just so, old, like, just didn't have a bad bone in her body. And I remember everyone would come in in the morning, she was always dead cheery, and she'd go around everyone and go, you are gorgeous. You are gorgeous today. And it wasn't, you look gorgeous. So I'm like, oh, in Liverpool, we just say, you look fit. She was like, <laughs> you, you are gorgeous. And I was like, just that slight, just that slight change, just shifts it from, you look like you've put effort in today to, you are a beautiful person. I kind of love that. that, that that's just like, that sort of stuck with me. Yeah. You're welcome. You are gorgeous. We are oh, gorgeous. We are, we are fire. We are sass. <laughs> we are flame. Yeah. We are everything. <laughs> but you were going to say like, there's a couple of ways that you can deal with it. So one way was to mirror it. What else, what else can you do to deal with it? You can also take it, take everything and just sort of go, thank you for pointing that out. Then leave no explanation because it doesn't warrant it. Then take it back to your people, your friends, your community and go, 
guess what the fuck happened to me today? Some idiot commented on that thing and vent it there instead. Because ultimately, you don't have to take responsibility for, for educating this person that they don't need to be saying these things. You can sometimes do them the favour and go, oh, that made me feel a certain way. And that, I guess that's the third option, maybe just pulling them up about it and going, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't need to hear that. My friend recently did did that actually. Like a man commented on the fact that she'd lost weight. She went back and said to him, "Don't comment on on my weight." I guess people aren't going to know unless you have those conversations. I think that would be the adult. The adult. The the hi how are you email person would go. Oh, okay. Well, maybe just in the future and explain. Yeah, to you them. mansplain it that you don't <laughs> mansplain it mansplain it back yeah. to them yeah i like, love that bitch. anyway <laughs> take that take that overconfident big bollock energy and go yeah do you yeah. know what <laughs> i think we've all got a bit of big bollock energy in us haven't we oh 100 and it's it's tapping into it it's it's literally just finding those little keys and those little locks to go i'm going to use this today so what are you saying thank you next to i am saying thank you next to suggestions that are very thinly veiled insults keep it to yourself we don't need to hear them preach preach it that was that was deep preach that it. was deep <laughs> we, we got real deep guys yeah thanks so much for coming on the podcast no honestly it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me i love chewing the rag with some some like-minded individuals oh and you look no no shit you don't look amazing you are gorgeous you That's are it. gorgeous you, you are, are gorgeous. gorgeous. You are fire. You are gorgeous. You are gorgeous. You are everything. One thing we forgot to ask you is the guest judge that you're most excited about. Oh, I mean, if you check my Twitter, I have stands Dawn French since the since the dawn of time. She is a wonderment. She is a national treasure. She likes my tweets now because we're basically best friends oh yeah you know when you go out and you do your little walk like for the judges and everything do they say those comments as you're doing your little performance or is that after oh they oh you hear everything but you can't react or do you react i think the american one they tend to not because they're just like feeling themselves i think the british queens are a little bit more there was a couple of times when i kind of stopped and was like ah, and started having a chat with them and it's like oh no this isn't this isn't the time or the place. Oh, but we just don't see that. We just see, because you can't see that in any of the episodes. You're just kind of like doing your thing. So I'm like, oh, like are they saying this while you're there or not? So yeah, okay, they do. Yeah, yeah, no, they, we, we are there. We are an earshot of it all. It's actually, it, it's it's very funny because you know that ultimately you just have to, all you have to do is walk mm. and walk back. But there's people just hailing um, puns at you the entire time, <laughs> the entire time. I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, we'll let you go. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, next. Thanks for listening to Thank You, Next. Make sure you share this episode with anyone who needs a little inspiration with setting boundaries, maybe someone who doesn't know that saying sorry without changing their behaviour, it ain't shit. And obviously, if they're a fan of Drag Race or drag, I mean, oh my god, so many fans of Drag Race out there. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm gonna make my mum start watching Drag Race with me and just see what happens. It's bare popular online, isn't it? People going crazy. People are dying for. They're dying for it. They're asking for it.
Well, Raj is dying for it, so that's all that matters. It does. It definitely does. It definitely does. If you liked what you just heard, make sure... Which obviously you did. Yeah, you clearly did. Make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to give us a review and let us know what prize you want to win at the end of this month when this competition is officially over. I feel like this is an illegal competition. How is it illegal? We're the ones that are running We've changed it. the prize. We've changed the goalposts. Someone once told me I always do that. You're always moving the goalposts. They were right, I was. Is this, Ill- is this legal? No, it's abs- this isn't Blue Peter. This isn't the BBC. It's fine. We can do what we want. So we- it's not going to be a bag of hair anymore, guys, because I am actually really worried for Hardeep's health spiritually because voodoo is a thing. So we'll be back next week with more shit we're going to say thank you next to. Remember to holler at us. And we've got a lot to say, man, don't we? We already have loads to say. Oh, and we have some voice notes. Oh, yeah, we do have some voice notes next next week. If you want to send us a voice note, you can send us a voice note at hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear what you're saying thank you next to, what's made you say thank you next to that, and what the lesson is. What is the lesson? What's the lesson? That is the main thing. I don't want I don't want no more messages pointing fingers. They are toxic. They did this, they did that. Hardy, but now that I know that you watched The Hills, yeah? Do you remember when um Lauren was like, You know what you did? You know what you did. Yeah. Who did she say that to? Was it Heidi or Spencer? She said that to Heidi. She said that to Heidi um, in the toilet. I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to forget you. Oh, my God. I loved that. We need Lauren Conrad on this podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, we oh my God. Do. Yeah, we do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Some of those emails felt like, you know what you did. But not like, you know, you need to just be like, okay, this is what happened well we're trying to be good vibes here guys you know we've had a lot of time to think you know it's easy to point the finger but when you point the finger what do they say when you point the finger that way some fingers point four point back three point back at you in it like you point but your other fingers are pointing back at you fam so if it feels like we're lecturing you we don't mean to feel like that we are this is not what we're doing here this ain't a we're not preaching this yet. is the lecture podcast <laughs> this is not thank you next this is lecture welcome podcast. to the church of thank you next your sermon today will be delivered by not me my arse cheekbone is really eyeing now ow alright so okay Hardeep's in a lot of pain because her sit bone is hurting because she's done a lot of yoga so guys no because I've been sitting here talking ah so remember follow us on socials if you're not already it's thank you next pod on insta tiktok twitter facebook and youtube and we're going to be dropping some hot content on tiktok real soon so you know let us know what you want to see on tiktok if you want we're going to go now because hardy is in a lot of pain and i i'm getting hungry so we'll be back next week with uh, ourselves it's just me and hardy next week so we'll see you then mole lessons mole lessons mole Mold diamonds, mold James. Erting. Erting. Oh, see you later, guys. And also, thank you for all the support so far. Look how much we've hit. we hit. 200 little, 200 little fans on Instagram. Oh, my God. We're on 200 followers on Instagram, and it's like the biggest achievement. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Lives. Did we say we're hitting Stylist Magazine as well? Guys, hello. Oh, my God. And thank you to Stylist Magazine for saying that this is one of the hottest podcasts of 2021. And also the people who DM'd us in the last week as well. There's been quite a few in it, there. Their voice notes are coming next week, 100%. Thank you, friend, family. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Next. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 